I'm this winded. Hey guys, do us a big favor real quick. Go over to Good Pods, go over to Spotify, go over to Apple Podcasts as well, as well. Rate us over there, tell us what you think about our podcast. Also too, I have Troy with me, I have Sam with me, I also have my co-host Alex with me. We're going to be interviewing them for their little independent film, Birdies. We had a chance to review it and what a pleasure it was to be able to review that film. So with further ado, let's get on with the show. And welcome, guys. It's good to actually have you guys on the show. I do want to say thank you to Sam Cheers. for reaching out to me. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. All I got is Listerine. So. <laughs> it's, it's That's hardcore, <laughs> man. Whoa. Next level drinking. Yeah, thank you, Tipsy Bartender, for everything you taught me. But anyways, it's it's good to actually have you guys on the show. Like I said, Sam, thank you so much for reaching out to me. On Twitter, I do appreciate you for doing oh, that. Oh man, you know what? We're we're happy to find people like you guys who enjoy the movie first of all, but then even want to take that further step and you know really support the film. Having us on today, uh, we really appreciate that as well. So you know, it's a it's a simpatico. You know, it's a mutual relationship. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. It's great to be able to talk with other indie filmmakers and stuff like that. Alex and I were privileged to be able to review this film for you guys. And, you know, I'm going to let Alex go on ahead, ask the first question out of the gate and everything, too, because I've been chatting with you guys for at least almost close to 30 minutes. So I want to be able to go on ahead and give the floor to him. All right. Hey, guys. But once again, uh, thank you for letting us watch your movie. That was that was a privilege and just just a fun time. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was not expecting to laugh that hard <laughs> as I did. <laughs> Me and my wife sat down and watched it. And we were just having the best time with it. So thank you for that. Um, this question, it can, uh, let's start with you, Sam uh, and Troy, you can answer it too. Uh, like what, what, what got you guys into filmmaking? What, when did you decide, like, let's try to make some movies? Oh man, that's, uh, that's going to take the whole show. I think, <laughs> uh, you know what, man, I, I, to keep it as brief as possible, I've been a filmmaker for like 17 years now, 18 years, something like that. I mean, uh, Troy and I went to school together. We both graduated in 2004. And uh, so, I mean, that alone was, you know, quite a, quite a long time ago. Um, so uh, I took a screenwriting class before that, that really just got me interested in the process of filmmaking and writing in particular. And that was kind of like my entree, entree into um, filmmaking. And then went to film school where I met Troy and, you know, the rest is just kind of history after that, you know, just keeping that passion alive and just chasing projects, you know, whatever, whatever we can do to make good projects happen. That's what we try to do. So nice. All right, that's awesome. And then, uh, you, Troy. yeah, Troy. We, um, actually, I, I remember meeting Sam in college. We made a short film together called Once the Fiddler Paid. It's on YouTube and it's a rock opera. My first for, IMDb credit. Hey. Yeah, when I knew I awesome. made it, I was on Troy's film. Yeah, very yeah. Cool. we were we were just baby students, little, little baby <laughs> movie makers at that point. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, the Sam was always super encouraging and like very positive, and uh, it was a great experience back then. And then uh, we never, you know, he moved to L.A. after that, not long after graduating. So our paths kind of diverged for a little. I went into the film industry in uh, Wilmington as a grip and a dolly grip. Um, 
but you know, always doing indie projects on the side. So I've always I started off writing, and uh, and thanks for saying. I think we're we I think at our core we're just writers, and uh, so uh, that led me to want to direct, and then got into the camera and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so uh, with the camera stuff came the the desire to know like more technically and lighting and uh, you know grip work and stuff. And I really like camera movement, so um dolly griffin became a thing for me for a long time mm-hmm. and uh the, the film industry is all consuming when you're in it there's pretty much nothing else you can do so in between projects i'd fit in these little short films or I- anything we could or a feature film uh, my first feature was called half empty and i shot that all with grip money you know <laughs> um i was working on eastbound and down and those guys were totally inspiring for that and we you know where independent films on the local level that we shot in Wilmington nobody was letting it rip the way that we were with, with the language they're like why you guys like just you're cussing like well, too much like like what well, it's no more than anybody else in, in the yeah. mainstream I think we're doing just what you know a normal thing um but yeah half empty so very uh you know it's Great little indie, uh, no budget, uh, very foul mouth. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's got Nate in it from from Birdies. He played Nick. He's super funny. Uh, great little cast. Anyhow, um, yeah. So uh, around 2014, I, I got out of the film industry. I moved to LA to try to just separate myself from because you know, strangely, I came here to not be in the film industry and to do my own independent <laughs> thing. Yeah, so that's what I that's where I'm at right now. And I'm making music videos and commercials and birdies and uh planning some some more stuff in the future. So we can't wait. We got a lot more planned. Yeah. Oh heck yeah. I can't I wait. Definitely for that. Do, yeah. It's definitely interesting how life just throws you a certain lemon at some time, you know, where you don't expect it to go one you expect it to go one way and then it winds up landing you somewhere else, you know. You yeah. wind up hey it's not working out over here i'm gonna move over here kind of thing but i like how you guys still have a good friendship to where you guys can work together and stuff like that and that's something that it actually shows on screen where behind the scenes it seems like everybody was family everybody got along just fine also too my mine and alex's favorite scene is probably the part where basically nick lives on uh on the campus and everything on the uh on the golf course he's like yeah i'm gonna go home now okay drive safe are you sure it's a good idea for you to drink yeah it's perfectly fine it reminds me of adam sandler from uh big daddy or happy gilmore for instance because that's yeah. what this movie feels like it feels like it has a yeah. little bit of blend of happy gilmore and also too has that bill murray movie that was taking place on the golf course as well you know yeah. the but Caddy still Jack. i yeah. yes caddy check but I loved it. I love what you guys did with it. He's got Caddyshack over his shoulder. Yeah, Troy's got the poster back there. <laughs> oh, there it is. I see yeah. it. Yep, I see it. I see it now. But, oh, you know, my question is this. When it comes down to writing, when it comes down to being on that kind of level of trying to write something for birdies, how long did that take you guys to write? What was the writing process with it? Okay, yeah, it was long. So the birdies, there was a, a pilot that we shot back in 2009, right after we did that movie Half Empty. Uh, we did a small scene on a golf course where 
some of the producers in that movie um, met with Brandon. Brandon got us the golf course. Brandon Luck, that is, who's one of the producers not here. Um, and they started talking to the pro there, Artie, uh, Arthur Scott. And um, they had this idea for a, a golf TV show, kind of akin to Eastbound and Down at the time. Um, so we were all about it, you know, after having just made that. Um, and Nate wrote the pilot uh, with uh, a buddy, uh, Ryan Small. And that they built the world, you know. Uh, and Nate's voice is very clear throughout the pilot and um, obviously in the feature. Uh, but, you know, we shot that pilot. There were there were a couple actors in that that were there was like something that happened with SAG and I don't I can't I can't exactly remember what happened but we weren't a union project we got misclassified and it just kind of didn't work out so we made little golf jokes uh, for YouTube we took golf jokes and made them into videos and put them on YouTube and they went viral so with these little you know one minute videos um we just scripted them out and then we'd have a little improv and um before we knew it some of them were getting a lot of views and um you know now there's like seven million but that was 10 years ago so you know we we milked it for all it was worth i think um always knowing that it was a means to an end to try to you know get birdies out there more so um, that's at youtube.com slash tight live. So that's, that's where all the, all the golf jokes are, uh, on, uh, tight live or tight live tv.com. So What's we your most all, favorite one though, when it comes down uh, to the golf jokes, there's one called the women's tea, which was like the first one that we shot. And that's the one that really took off, but it's the most simple. Um, that's everybody's favorite. I think my personal favorite there. There's one where the original Shansky and Mikkel, uh, they're, they're two different actors, but their names actually Shane and Michael, uh, <laughs> Shane Callahan and Michael Coon. And they just wrote their names funny on the scorecard. And that's how those characters got created. Um, <laughs> it's called the liar and cheater. And, you know, they're just buddies that start off like playing around the golf and one guy drops his ball secretly out of his pocket and they just end up getting a fight right there in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, actually, it's, the, it's one of the only ones I didn't direct because uh, I did most of them. And then we had some friends come in and, and just do the random little ones. And so my buddy Marcus did this one, uh, who was the co-director on, on the Half Empty with me. We, we wrote that and directed it together. But he did this little golf joke. And I, I just always thought it was the funniest. And that's where Chainsky and Mikkel came from just these ridiculous characters that are always like at each other and fighting and one's like super gay but like all fine with it like hey man we're cool bro like hey you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you ever had sex with a guy <laughs> um yeah so uh and that's why you know we took some it took some time to really work on those jokes in particular uh with those <clears> two <throat> characters just to make sure we weren't like crossing any boundaries. Mm. Um, well, we knew we were crossing boundaries, but making sure, that, <laughs> you know, not too many boundaries. Yeah, well, you know, not being <laughs> overly offensive, or like hopefully letting that pendulum swing back a little bit, and like showing some redemption, or just showing, right. you know, keep yeah. keep developing that, you know, yeah. offend everybody. Make sure we check all the boxes. Yeah, so, yeah, right. 
equal opportunity offender. We made sure to do that. Um, So then uh, to go back to the writing process, I moved out to LA. I I, um, had to get a job out here and stuff at a a theme park design company where I was doing their videography. They didn't give a damn what I did. Like we had meetings for meetings about meetings. And (laughs) I'd sit there and I I was like, for a while, I tried to do busy work. Like I'm here editing, you know, having ideas. We could try this. We could do this. And they're like, slow down man like we're not we're not even there yet we have a meeting about the meeting about this meeting before we do that project like all right i just started sitting there and writing birdies and um yeah kind of with nate's voice ringing in my head still uh seven or eight years later i started writing the first draft and um i took my time with it you know i started to learn golf and play it more and enjoy it so i knew you know what I was even talking about and played some golf with some friends in Vegas and we did a little scramble format so that's where the the tournament idea comes from um I did a documentary in Peru which is where the the whole cast real that uh, some of the some of that really happened to me um so uh yeah just taking my time with it letting some natural ideas flow and organically and like oh this would be funny to add um so we did a, a read through like a year or two before we shot it and it was it went great everybody loved it nate was there sydney uh he played sarah uh early um jamie played jake the guy who plays adrian he played jake for, for that research and we had the best time with it and we were getting ready to shoot in spring of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or no, we were getting ready to shoot in, in uh, fall of 2020, but I was like, I'm going back to North Carolina and we're going to start planning it in March or April and just really get all set to go. Yeah, of course, everything fell apart. Um, and didn't we didn't we weren't able to pick it back up, but um, yeah, finally. Oh, you were. Once we, <laughs> once we saw our little window, yeah, once we saw our little window, I remember we weren't talking much between the producers and, and Sam, I don't think, no, no this is right when Sam came on and yeah. we were all kind of quarantined and uh, he had emailed me, Hey, what are you up to? I, you know, this is what I'm doing. We're trying to get this together. And he had some suggestions he was like, Hey, he was super interested. And um, Reed was the one who texted me at, at one point, Reed who plays Gary uh <laughs> he's with the sunglasses and the hair guy um he he was like man i feel like we're kind of we're like losing steam a little bit and i think you're right so at that point you know we always kind of have been keeping each other positive encouraging one another so it's all a team effort and um you know so we we got we got the the engine back started up like okay i think we can do this and hey we don't have shit for money but it, we'll figure it out. All we have to do is get a get a golf course and um, get, and bring the people there. And once we have that, we're good. So the key to it was the golf course. That's where the, another producer, Liz, comes in, and she knows a guy, uh, Brandon Noel, who was part owner of Ironclad Brewery, who just bought this totally rundown golf course that was called Belvedere. And the brewery was in the process of fixing it up right when we hit up Brandon Noel and he got us in there. 
And yeah, he talked to the owner. He was part owner at the time, and then they they parted ways on that on good terms. But uh, obviously, got us in. We shot here. It was perfect timing. Right before the Delta variant hit, we're all like, <laughs> you know, vaccinated, starting to unmask and everything. So it was like the perfect window. Um, well, and, it's interesting how think, all that timing played out too, because I remember like when it was all coming together, like it was suggested, like we just need a golf course. And then like a month or two later, it was like, okay, we got a golf course, but we can only shoot in May. Yeah. Like, I like, right and it was like, May it was like two and a half months away, may, maybe like just two months away. And it was like, okay, it's going to be tight, but we can do this. Cause like, I think like come June, they had plans to like start another phase of the, you know, the remodel and everything. Mm-hmm. And so we, we knew we had to take over the clubhouse and like this kind of rundown club, but it, it worked out perfectly. You know, it just, we, by the, that's the Hollywood you know? magic. Yeah, exactly. Right. We've had a lot of work, the, so. the clubhouse is still in, in the same order it was yeah. uh, when we got there. So yeah. we had to literally like put our own wood paneling up on the wall because the insulation was showing everywhere. I mean, it was empty. I had to sweep the damn place up because it was just all construction dust. Is some contractor had come in there and and just gave up? Like they ripped the place apart and they <laughs> and then they left. <laughs> and that was it. And that's when when I came in, I'm like. Oh my God. <laughs> like, well, we only had so much paneling. So whenever we had to like reverse the camera around, we'd have to peel off paneling on one side and like oh, do yeah. the set construction on the other side of the wall just to be able to like do the Dang. reverse shot. Yeah. Like on a moment's notice too. Like, yeah. Hey, we'd guys, have to uh, think about like, okay, like where are we placing certain, we, we'd repurpose plants, like the same plants and <laughs> shift it. I mean, we were recycling that minimal amount of set dressing we had constantly. So it oh, yeah. also explains why we didn't see the character fix up the place that much or anything like that either. So yeah. it's like a little bit yeah. of redemption is because of that. So, but yeah. I think it's funny though. <laughs> We yeah, did what we could. As, uh, uh, Kimmy or Indiejo throwing sand in the sand trap was about all you get there. Um, <laughs> there was more planned for that. Like they were going to dig a whole lake. <laughs> you know, like the, the cactus farm was supposed to be like a dried up lake and they were going to refill it or something. And yeah, there were all kinds of plans for that. But uh, hey, <laughs> we were all waiting on some of those. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Birdie's part two. Here yeah. we go. We yeah. get a lake. For the next one. <laughs> Wait, so, so you guys, you said you had to film in May. So, like, all your filming was just, <clears throat> just had to be, like, in the month of May. Like, just get it all done as quick as fast yeah. as possible. Like, there were a couple of reshoots a few months later. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, we shot in four months, the four months of May. I mean, the four weeks of May, yeah. Four months of May. And the four, <laughs> it felt it must have felt like four months at some time. It did. Oh, some days, yeah. Some, some days, no. We were not looking good, but we were peeled by oh. the end of it. Just totally drug through the dirt, and uh, yeah. There, so there are five producers on this, and you've heard a few of their names. Let's let's call them out. Let's let's give them some recognitions. So Brandon Luck is one of the ones who's been on from the very beginning with Troy, actually. Um, he's he's one yep. who who actually the idea of a golf comedy was pitched to by yep. Dave Longo, who has become a huge supporter of the film and, and the process actually. Uh, yep. And so um, so Brandon is a is a producer. Um, Jamie, who plays Adrian, is a producer. 
Uh, Troy is obviously a producer. And then Reed Doyle, who plays Gary, is also a producer. And we basically did everything, the five of us, for this. You know, we were all of the crew. We were most of the cast, (laughs) except for me and Troy. I didn't want to be in it at all. (laughs) Troy was actually supposed to have a cameo, and I ended up somehow taking his cameo. It was literally the last thing we shot in that, (laughs) you know, the first block of filming. I had to hold the camera. I know, and Troy was like, I've come this far. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? That shot looks great, man. Nobody nobody else would have gotten that smooth, moving shot that you got, you know, as we roll that wheelchair out so you know yeah. to you, man. nobody <laughs> else in the world man not not on that set. <laughs> not on that set uh okay, i mean when i'm running that. sound it's uh it's a new low so um, <laughs> but uh so when he says we were running pretty we were run pretty ragged by that fourth week i mean we we really were the wheels were slowly coming maybe a little not even slowly at that point in time yeah we, they were uh, rattling off yeah yeah uh, we were like, what else do we do? We got to shoot the golf ball landing on the green. What a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the golf ball bouncing on the ground, but we didn't want to go drive out to the, to the fairway or any fairway to do it. We're just like, God dang it. It became uh, a lot. It became a lot. Yeah. It and was, yeah, sure. we were falling apart um, because it was all budget. Every morning, I remember, you know, I was coming from Thompson Beach. I'd be like, "Hey, the scene we're doing. Oh my God, we need a we need a flask. We need uh we need a, something else, a joint. And uh, you know, are we doing real weed? Like, what? Well, <laughs> yeah. Method acting, might as well. Right. We're coming yeah. up with set dressing like on the fly, like in props and stuff that morning or the night before. Like, basically, somebody would just look ahead, just a glimpse, like, "Oh, what do we need for tomorrow? Oh, oh, okay." You know, the wardrobes were done, so that wasn't a big deal, you know, um, costume yeah. and everything. But, yeah. Yeah, they were, they were basically there because it was just this, and that was the easy part. A lot of but props. there are some, uh, there's some continuity breaks and some mistakes <laughs> with pants. You know, as easy as we had it, sometimes people are wearing the wrong pants. If you if you ever notice. But, hey. Uh, I, I'm, I, I didn't notice. I, I didn't notice. Good, yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's what we decided. Yeah, People are focused the only... on the pants. Then but then again, you're telling a story about a down uh, golf course, so it kind of makes sense. Everything's like mismatched anyway. So right, yeah. it goes. Yeah, with it the makes characters. sense because it's Nate, or it was it was uh, Nate's character, Nick, who he he has some some turquoise pants on in the beginning of the day. Then he switches to turquoise shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I think he ends up back in the pants again. I think only I think you ended up cutting that actually. I think you ended up cutting it so it just goes pants to shorts. But uh, right, I could yeah. be wrong. I don't know. I have to check it back it's out. It's a super long day, and it ends when he's at the trailer, like on on campus. He's like, "Hey, yeah, yeah I live here." That's their favorite scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's my favorite too. Um, did you guys see the behind the scenes? Any any of the deleted scenes yet? I did not. I, I didn't. I'm gonna send you um, some of that because there's that's. That's a scene that came together mm-hmm. just kind of off the cuff. The original scene was that he was going to just drive up to the to the camper, and that that's cut, you know. Um, but once we landed there, you got these two guys, you know, like, <laughs> hey, let's fuck around a little. Like, hey, hey gra- grab a beer. Let's go step out and say, hey, you know, like, now you're home chilling. Like, you were working. <laughs> now you're home chilling. And uh, it just—it was so funny because they kind of just rattled that off, just off, 
off the cuff and uh you know a little a little curation we did a little play around with it but uh when you hear some of the audio like zach was off camera he's talking to somebody because he's always talking uh the guy who plays conroy and uh but you can hear him on his mic he's like hey shut 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 they're doing something we don't hear what they're doing and uh because we were just you know it's one of those things where it turns into something so funny um and that's how good those guys are like nate made up that line yeah i got my license um, yeah. <laughs> that, that's you really me. like i took yeah. the test I mean, yeah. you've been drafted yeah i took the license i don't know yeah. I mean, how, how has that joke never been told before? I don't know. It's like it's been sitting there for us for all these years. Nate, he's the one who can just pull it right out. It's yeah. a low-hanging fruit that nobody. I love that though. Yeah, that that yeah. line made him my favorite character. I was like, that's the best line I've ever heard in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's that's the brilliance of Nate right there, man. Right there on the spot. Yeah. Um, just to, yeah. So writing his lines was super fun. Um, because you can hear him. You can hear Nate saying them. Um, Watching him bring him to life was super fun, too. Yeah. There were, then he, that was the fun thing about being on set. Being on set, you know, it was such a tight-knit little group, as you guys kind of mentioned. It definitely was. You know, we're all kind of in there together doing the thing. But it was so funny that when somebody did something like that that was so authentic, I mean, we all knew, like, we knew what we captured in the moment. And we're just like, Hopefully, when we string this all together, it's gonna play. You know, <laughs> that's kind of where we were because we knew we had some funny bits. You know, the some like the turning of the you got an office? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> like oh, that I had an office. <laughs> you know, like that whole bit was again kind of like a little bit of an improv thing. But yeah. when they st- when they mapped that, I mean, I remember that when that was pitched before we even shot it, it was like, oh, right. we have to do that. It was so funny. Jamie acted it out for me because me and him were the ones kind of talking about right. it just while we were having a beer at Brandon's house one night in prep. And Jamie did the whole action. He's like, come on, man. <laughs> and the way he did it, I got a cell phone video of it. I was like, do it again, do it again. I got to get the tape. I want to show it to the guys. Um, and then when we got to the location, I had Reed do it again because I loved it so much. I was like, come on, Reed, do this little <laughs> you know, and have him trip uh, up in the arm bit. I mean, that was yeah, the thing. Like, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's Classic. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Oh, man. The other, funny, the other funny part that I liked too was like when Nate was over there trying to get uh, the owner to drink after he just got out of surgery. Yeah. And everything. Cool story, bro. Like, yeah. it's, it's good, bro. Here, have another. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Cheers>. <laughs> Just, yeah. Can you have weed? This is a bad I don't know. influence, man. Just say, like this sociopath. Uh, like, what's wrong with this guy? He's, he's completely selfish. What a selfish individual, but lovable at the same time. Yep. Um, yeah, they all are. I think people yep. are pissed that he that he like was in a relationship with Fred. I thought it was like natural. It was like, yeah, these obviously, obviously they bicker and the little back and forth and. They they definitely had the the romantic chemistry. Like, yeah. That's how they're messing around. I did. I, they they had great chemistry. I thought. Interestingly, yeah. that is like the one bit of feedback I feel like we keep getting. That's like well, that surprised me. I didn't like when they people don't know how to take it though because they're like, wait, was I happy about that or not? I don't know. Yeah, people feel weird about it. They're like, I don't yeah. know about them in a relationship. Like. Like clearly, 
you know, like they they've had this thing going on. Like that's where I cut you off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They do this all the time. Come yeah. on. And it was the supposed to be thing... a little black with, but not yeah, not in the way that like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this relationship. <laughs> okay. But another thing though too that I li- that I thought that was interesting was you guys didn't go for the same kind of ending like you normally would do is like the over controlling overbearing girlfriend or wife rather oh where he just dumps her yeah he just dumps (laughs) her and goes with the chick that's that loves golf because that's what i thought was going to be that would be the generic way of doing things but no instead you allow the characters to be who they are and let them rest in their conflict and let her oversee his passion to the point where it's like, okay, this is what he loves, yeah. but I'm going to go on ahead and put aside my differences for him. Versus a redeeming moment. Yeah. Another thing that some people are kind of unsure of, they're like, I don't know how I feel about her. It's like, well, she, she has her moment. You know, when Jake's knocking on the door and she's like conflicted because, you know, I'm a bitch, but you know, he's a really nice guy. He didn't mean to, but I'm still a bitch. And, you know, eventually she comes around. Um, yeah, so I, I thought it was it was good. Like, she's finally starting to understand, like, hey, let the man be. Let him, let him be who he is. He's not an exterminator. And he's he's not an Adrian. He's just like, hey, look, hey, hey, I'm Jake. Right. You know what? I actually love how we develop those those scenes with that relationship in the way like when he's talking with the guys, it's kind of made light of this like crazy night. But a little bit later, like right before the, the crazy scene with them. But we actually get to see a little bit deeper moment where she's like, you know, I did all the drugs. I was with the hookers. No, you know, yeah. I didn't make you do right. that. And it, it, that's a moment that I really like in her character because you do empathize with her rather than just seeing her as the bitch you know mm-hmm. it's like oh i get this like feeling that you have now and that's i think why the redemption works so well because mm-hmm. at that point in time we've connected with her and if you just shuck her off you know it's like it doesn't service the story in another way you know exactly. so I, I think that was a really smart writing move uh, troy and i haven't even talked about that but you know it, it played very well and early was an amazing actress so you know she definitely oh, sold all of that the bitchiness and mm-hmm. the, and everything mm-hmm. else so and i think we would have had our we would have had our work cut out for us and i think caroline would have would agree if we had to develop her character more because yeah. <laughs> she's a golfer first and foremost and has never acted before oh, wow. Yeah, first timer. Yeah, so she came, you know, basically right off the golf course if she was on uh, the UNCW golf team, and uh, had just recently graduated. Cool as hell. Um, she just fit right in. Uh, everybody was just hanging out. Uh, one one of the crew, just one of the guys, essentially, as soon as she stepped in, was just making jokes, cracking them. You know, oh, she hit the ball better than every one of us. So oh. it was like she could those those shots oh, yeah. of hers are for real. I mean that red that plays on screen too. It's like yeah. wow, that girl can hit. So yeah, knocking it out. She can back it up. Yeah, absolutely. And then so I what what would you? Say? I know you talked briefly about like what your favorite scenes are in the film, but like what scenes are you <laughs> most proud of? Like they just came when it when you rewatched it after editing, you were just like ah yes, that's beautiful. What would you say that is for you, both of you? Oh, you go ahead first. Oh, man, I really wanted to hear yours first. Wow. 
Um, really? No, okay. I have to say, um, be, I'll say this for a couple different reasons. Number one, I think I knew going into the shoot day, we had a lot on our plate. And, you know, this was everything was so run and gun, right? We, we had to put a lot of faith in Troy, and we all had it. So that wasn't an issue. But it was like, <laughs> I like how he went straight then. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, it, what happened with that? Yeah. Look, well, we, we've all worked with you in some capacity before. We all read your script. We loved it. We knew what the team was capable of doing, especially, especially by this day, honestly. But there was a, one day in particular where there were a lot of moving parts. And it yeah. was like, I was trying to figure out if my, so I was also first AD on this film. So I scheduled it for everybody, you know, had to figure out everybody's schedules and make sure it all worked mm-hmm. as well as trying to just shooting it as in sequence as possible so that the actors had, you know, the emotional beats that they had already played to build off of even comedically so they could find threads and whatever, whatever that entailed. So the scene with the snake bite and the psychedelic trip and <laughs> golf tour those that's a that's a really complex scene if you really think about all of the moving parts that are happening in that yeah. we got all of that in one day and i just remember going in like nothing was storyboarded you know nothing was really talked about amongst crew like hey we're going to do this we're going to do this you know we pretty much just showed up on set we knew where we were going to shoot it we knew certain bits of it we had shot the psychedelic part of the psychedelic stuff like the where he's in the tent and everything earlier but not i think that we shot that before this there's no way that was the same no, you're right you're we right you're right yeah, yeah. Tent stuff like for so long that's, that's right we we yeah. had shot like the stuff in the tent and like him walking out some but we didn't yeah. shoot where he comes out and actually intermingles as right. i recall i don't know i'd have to look I back think you're... <laughs> i don't know maybe we did <laughs> <laughs> maybe we did i don't know even more so so no, we're you're right there's i don't no way know we could have pulled that off and, and i yeah, can't remember it was... messed that up easily yeah um, but long story <laughs> short i i know even when i saw the rough cut i was like that all played so well like just yeah. the way you know all these different characters come together really a lot of them for the first time the way we get a sense of every character and exactly who they are the, you know, the little, I don't know, everybody's kind of like at this certain tipping point, Jake with his realizations of what's going on with his own relationship, you know, kind of the, that's when we get the pansexual bit from um, Shansky and McKell's, you know, and that's when Inyeho finally drops his cover for the first time. Like there's lots of little nuance and lots of little beats in that. When if you really deconstruct it, it's like, wow, there's a lot happening in all of this. Yeah. And that's when yeah. I watched it through, I was like, I don't know how I don't know how any of us accomplished that. <laughs> like honestly, not that I didn't have faith on the day, but it was like going in, I wasn't sure. And as we shot bit by bit by bit, it was like, okay, okay, it's coming together, it's coming together. But when I really watched it play, I was like, this is like a massive sequence in the film, and it all works. And even in the rough cut, it worked. I, I would be interested to know how much you really even edited that down from some of the earlier. A films. good bit, actually, yeah, because yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of. Uh, fat in that one it, i'm sure it, there was yeah but, 
because uh, those guys, as they were, as he was sucking his butt and everything. Was, oh, yeah, no, I know you cut that a lot. Yeah, you definitely did cut that a lot. Good stuff there. Uh, Gary was Gary was on fire then, though. The yeah, stuff yeah. he was saying, like, was so funny. And yeah. you know, I'll never forget this. You better forget. <laughs> Everybody was hey, you could, hey, there's that's why deleted scenes are great for that one too because. Um, Somebody was like behind me with a cell phone, and like you can see everybody off camera because everybody that was in that scene was waiting to get on uh, while we were shooting the one little snake bit. And that's how I knew to use some lines because I was going off what they were laughing at in the uh, off camera. Like whenever he was like, "Oh, that's what's up," <laughs> everybody died. Like, okay, yeah, uh, if they're laughing right there, I should probably include it. And we um, often broke. I mean, like, there was no way we weren't. We broke yeah. so many times during, I don't know how our sound worked at all, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I remember having to say it a couple times, like, hello, hey, guys, like, right here. <laughs> hey, you're I can hear you. Um, that, we planned that out, though. Remember, we went there the day before. We did, yeah. We, like, methodically, we had to be, like, thinking, okay, so... We walked through it the day before. You know, it got to come from here. They they come from here. This happens here. But if we hadn't done that, it would have been a disaster. And that's actually what you know. What we that set a precedent for some of the other big scenes, like the tournament, where we were. Really I mean, that would be my follow up. What I was going to say, yeah. Very nervous for the tournament when we went into that. We're like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to shoot this? Where are we going to shoot this? I was like. Hey, maybe we should just go scout it like we did the other one. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> as we did it, of course, we started to calm down. Okay, we're doing this scene here. We're doing this scene here. Actually, you know what? We should stay here for this scene because they go into the playoff. So we're just going to reshoot, you know, at, we're going to do the, the very first intro scene to the tournament. And then since there's a playoff at this hole or this piece, we're going to shoot that bit too. So we just jump forward in the script. Um, very methodically, you know, line by line. And so there was not much directing going on that day because it was me and Sam behind the camera. It was a scramble. See, I'll tell you what, this was was a work prep day for sure. We knew it was coming. Obviously, this whole time that we have these big tournament, we're shooting in two days. We have our entire cast plus extras. The one thing I never Mm -hmm. once considered, and I don't know how, was that every single one of the producers, a.k.a. crew, was actually on camera, except for me and Troy. And Troy, yeah. was, we're going to bring in another, you know, we're going to bring in another camera guy to get some B-roll. And, and um, or B-cam. Be good. Yeah, B-cam. And it's like, yeah, perfect. And and we were talking about, like, support, you know, basically AD type support, you know, second AD type stuff to kind of, like, wrangle extras and all that. But honestly, nobody had experience doing that. And even I was so busy, you know, following you and getting sound and mic and people and everything. It was, I wasn't really even ADing, you know, like the extras <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Um, so the fact that we got through that is another, it is a little bit of a miracle, you know, that we got all that footage that we got it all shot. And then it yeah. got together the way it did, you know? Yeah. Um, I think my, I have a couple favorite scenes and I thought the, the best for me always throughout the writing and the shooting and the editing has always been the final uh, tournament scene where uh, Jake, you know, gets his hole in one and everybody's flipping each other off. It's, that's always been the most fun 
you know, to get to emotional wise and um, the, the, one of the best stories coming out of that uh, is when we were shooting uh, one, you know, another big stressful scene. Everybody's there. This oh, is the climax. Right. This is the big scene. And uh, Kent, who plays Pop, he was he was basically our like base camp guy. He was in the clubhouse. He was on walkie. Like, what do you guys need? I'll bring it out to you. My <laughs> dog was on set the whole time. Tango. Tango. So. Tango would stay at the clubhouse and Kent would take care of Tango uh, while we were out and about on the golf course. And we were shooting this scene and everybody's flipping each other off. I'm getting like close up and this is the middle of the, the biggest scene of the movie. And Kent comes down from the clubhouse. He says, Hey, his accent is hundred percent real, by the way. Hey, where's Tango? We're like, Kent, I don't know. We're not, we don't know. Like, he's with you. And then he looks at all these extras, and he's like, I told y'all to watch them. And these people all look at each other like, what? He told us? Like, we're extras. Like, Kent. No, it got got 20 times worse than what Troy's even saying. He's not here. He is paranoid. He has lost Tango, and he's yelling, the Gators have got him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Ted, obviously he's not here. Like, Just go drive down the golf course. You'll find him. You go that way, you'll probably find him. You go that way, you'll probably find him. Bye, you know, like get along with it, and uh, like okay, turn here, ready and action. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, Kent is like a quarter mile away on the on two two holes away, screaming for Tango, and or we'd see his golf cart driving up the path, and we like in the distance, be like. Ah. Somebody call Kent and tell him he can't keep well, coming his way. Like, go the yes. other way. He's not over here. We know that. Like, go the other way. <laughs> That's yeah. great. That's a, he, uh, it ended up that uh, somebody else went back to the clubhouse just to check, and Tango was at the clubhouse the whole time. Uh, <laughs> so here, here I am, like, dude, I, yeah, I was a nervous wreck for the whole two days that we were shooting these scenes. And then he's telling me, like Sam said, I told y'all not to let him get close to the water. <laughs> I told y'all not to let him get close to the water. Just gators. And I was like, oh, my Lord. Oh, I know. And so then, then he dollars. takes off, and we're like, Troy, we pro- it's going to be okay. Tango's fine. We're all I like, knew. Troy. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Troy I was like, too, Tango but. can take care of himself. Either he walked back to the clubhouse himself, or he just never left. He was there the whole time. We, yeah. we will never know. <laughs> we will never know. Yeah. So that was that was one of like the funniest moments during like one of the best biggest scenes. Um and then the last like when we finished the movie was just a great moment at the hospital, the quote unquote hospital, yeah. where Sam is the uh nurse. Um yeah, I was just like, Wow, I said, we just did that. And I look at Brandon's nephew was there and he's the taxi driver kid. And he noticed like, Yeah, you know, like you just did it, man. Like his name's Austin, and Austin's a really cool guy. Austin's living in your home now, he's, man. <laughs> he's always kind of like 
followed us throughout the golf jokes and everything. And yeah, so it was, it was a cool moment. And we were all there, you know, Brandon, Reed, Sam, Jamie. It's, it's just a fun day. Um, yeah, it was. A, we all felt a bit of relief and also just a, like elation and also a bit yeah. like, is it over? Does it have to be over? It was like <laughs> summer camp had come to an end a little bit and it was like a little bittersweet. Like, can we go shoot something else now? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what can we come up with real quick? So I just want to add something to that um, big climax scene with the, I, I find it interesting. Like the tango story, obviously I was there for, it's hilarious, but the people that weren't a part of the premiere in Wilmington, that scene got such an emotional response. Like people jumped out of their seat and cheered. And it was like, yeah. it was an amazing, like kind of cathartic moment, I think, for all of us. I remember Troy was up in the in the nosebleeds, basically, <laughs> all by himself, watching it on high. And I looked up at him and he just was like, you know, lording over the, the crowd, basically. <laughs> and he just had this huge grin on his face. And it was like, it was really cool to see that moment pay off with an audience in the way we always hoped it would, but it just like, it was an explosive moment for the crowd. And just thinking yeah. back, like how it, how it came together with Kent and just all the other stress, but also the excitement. <laughs> and that again, like the way, um, the way Ryan and Nate kind of milked that moment with the two iron, it was just like, it was funny and kind of heartfelt and kind of brought it all home again. You know, it's all, it was a great. And a great way that it also comes full circle is because Kent is out there and he's like, yeah, my boy. So, <laughs> yeah. Even though he wasn't in that scene, he still made his way into it, you know, and his presence is everlasting. Well, that was honestly just a brilliant editorial. So Troy, so let's give props to Troy real quick. So Troy wrote this thing. <laughs> Troy camera operated this thing. Troy directed this thing. He was a producer <laughs> on this thing. Troy edited this thing. He's basically our, our marketing guru. <laughs> what else did you do on this thing, Troy? You've done so much more for it. I don't you're even know. You're now distributors. Don't yeah, yeah. You're now distributors. Distributor. Yeah. Troy has led this ship literally from day one. You know, he's That's awesome. So yeah, much right. for this film. And, you know, um, so so much credit of its success, I think, just direct goes directly to him. You know, it was his vision. And um, I think that also just your your good standing in the community of Wilmington because so many actors, so many, you know, the other producers, everybody, they just came on and they were willing. I can't tell you how many times I heard other people just say, man, do like anything Troy asks, man, you know, just anything. Um, you know, the announcers, um, Marvin Gleeman was one of them. He, was, he told me at the premiere, man, dude, anything Troy asks, whatever, you know, so. <laughs> oh, nice, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah that's absolutely. the next question was the announcers. How did you guys pick out the announcers and the podcasting? I think that was a great way to incorporate podcasting into the golf tournament. Yeah, I thought that was really the easiest. They were the easiest to cast of, of everybody. No, total lie. That was like the biggest pain in the butt scene that there, there, there was because we went, we like tried to find somebody. Uh, everybody kept dropping out, schedule didn't work. Um, so we cycled through a few people before we landed. And I knew like Ed, I had given the script to uh, early on just to see what he thought. And he just said he wasn't going to be able to give us that much time. So uh, he played Marvin. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, I was happy to have him just for the day. And it was perfect, man. He's a great announcer. 
And uh, Brandon knows Ashley Kozakowski, who is the wife of Brian Park and plays the other announcer, John Ingersoll. I, for, I forget what name I gave Ingersoll, I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's the name. Ingersoll, yeah. yeah. John Ingersoll. But he's definitely Irish. Irish. <laughs> I think we have to <laughs> give them a different last name, maybe. I think we still got to change it on IMDb because it's like still John Nichols or something. But it was too close <laughs> to John Knightley that I was like, all right, oh, I gotta yeah. do something, but something creative. So uh, it's like one of those southern names that like Ingersoll. <laughs> um, uh, anyhow, yeah. So um, Ashley Kazakowski's husband, uh, and she was with WCT News who came out and did a piece for us on set um, in in Hampstead, uh, you know, so he became involved in that way and was awesome, you know, brought the accent and kind of like the, the normal guy vibe, you know? Yeah. He was the straight Um, guy in that, in that comedy duo. Yeah. (laughs) And we can say it here, we can, we can say it here because why not? But we reshot that scene. We we yeah. reached out we, we reached out that thing, thing. yeah, and because uh, we wanted to make it funnier, and it didn't work. It, it didn't work because yeah. um, the weather was totally different. It was September. It was like months later. Um, it just didn't work out. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we we kept it the way it was. Anyhow, yeah, that's that. But I do appreciate you guys. You guys have done a great job on this film. I enjoyed it. Alex enjoyed it. We hope to be able to review more films from you guys because we both uh, enjoyed this film so much. Uh, once again, thank you so much for letting us review this film. Yeah. And yeah. thank you we for really taking the time out. You. Yeah, glad yeah, you guys man. enjoyed it. And it's good to hear other people geek out on it as much as we did. <laughs> we filmed it, yeah. Yeah, we we do. We geek out over this movie still. So it is it is fun to see that other people enjoy it as much as we do. We are the a little fun fact quote our own movie. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a little fun fact. In high school and everything, I decided to do a prank on the golf team. So what I did was I was during my senior year of high school. So I'm like, you know what? I haven't been in any clubs lately. So what's out there? Okay, clock club. Never been to that one. Okay. I went on and photobombed that one. Then after that, I went over to uh, the golf team. Mm-hmm. Like you know, nothing too much. Just let it happen. Just happen naturally. <laughs> and I took a picture with the golf team. Nice. <laughs> so like, just now are you having? Yes, I am. I'm gonna go now and go back to class after I skipped just to take this picture with you guys. You guys should feel honored. <laughs> nice. But, so you're on the golf but, you know, team in your senior high school yearbook, right? <laughs> Right, yeah. hanging nice. up somewhere yeah. at this. The best thing about it is, I'm in like a tie-dyed yeah. Hawaiian T-shirt, so it doesn't even look like a belong. Yeah, you just wore what you want, man. You were a right, exactly, absolutely, <laughs> exactly. I was pretty much like the Adam Sandler of the golf team, where I basically was just decided to do whatever I wanted to do. Yeah, but <laughs> but anyways, guys, I do appreciate your time. Where can everybody follow you guys at on your social media so they want to go ahead and uh, follow you and all that stuff? Um, Birdie's the movie across the board. If you, it's on Facebook, Birdie's the movie, Instagram, Birdie's the movie, youtube.com slash Birdie's the movie, TikTok, Birdie's the movie. Uh, <laughs> if you dare, Twitter, what's Twitter, Sam? Uh, probably Birdie's the movie. 
know if we have Twitter yet. I'm gonna be. No, we have Twitter. Twitter. We got like three yeah. followers. I think. I think we're looking at two of our three followers. I might be the third. Right, <laughs> I'm one of them. Yeah, but overall, uh, overall we are. Uh, our crew is tight lines. So the the YouTube channel that has all those golf jokes is YouTube.com/slash tight lines. The movie is at birdiesthemovie.com. It's also tightlivestv.com. Uh, it's also on Vimeo On Demand. So if you go watch, uh, go to Vimeo On Demand, it's through Apple TV, Roku, anything like that. And then, of course, we're almost all set to get on some more mainstream platforms. Awesome. In the very and congratulations. Future. Thank you. You guys yeah, definitely deserve it. Just slowly rolling Thank it out you. there for the masses. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's it's one it's like one of those old releases where it's like it's only in New York, only in LA. Right now, it's only on birdiesthemovie.com. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> we're platforming it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, scaling it, scaling yeah. it, if you will. Yeah. yeah. And Alex, well, thank you, everybody. Really You're welcome it. anytime. You're very welcome. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, we'll bring another one to you guys. I like how Alex knew the assignment and he wore his. Uh, yeah, I was like, I, I saw yeah. Yeah. Alex knew the assignment. John, yeah. come on, John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we sell these. We sell these. You sell? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna. I guess what I was actually looking at your store earlier today, and I just discovered that you guys have deleted scenes and stuff. So yeah. I am definitely gonna do some shopping. Uh, after we'll this, send you guys that. Hey, yeah, for you, absolutely. for you guys, we can send you a code. But honestly, all the special features are free on Vimeo. So if yep. anybody goes to Vimeo on demand, all that bonus content's free. It's just that you got to register. And is that a pain in the ass? I don't know. It's not really. It takes a couple, couple, couple minutes. It's that. Just in the marketplace, like, right? We, we, you know, people don't always go to yeah. Vimeo. So we're like trying to incentivize. If we can. Yeah. yeah. Vimeo's a good site. Yeah, we make more money with Vimeo, plain and simple. So. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's put it all on the table. <laughs> we can afford to give you more on Vimeo because we make more on Vimeo. <laughs> I actually have like one last question. You you were talking about working on a, another project sometime soon. Any chance we can get a little hint on what that might be, what, what that's going to look like, or is it still? I all... think we're we're still trying to kind of figure it out because we have Sam and I both have scripts on deck um you know we don't we don't have the budget quite yet but we're going to shoot more of these little golf jokes that we did uh maybe some well like a a fake twin pines commercial (laughs) um yeah things uh, coming up for sure and honestly like i think it's going to be i think it's going to be surprising the amount because we've got some follow-ups for this birdie stuff that we've got in line that we're thinking about and yeah. like Troy said, you know, we've all we've all kind of got our own little projects that we're moving forward. So um, I think I think there's going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah. Birdies two, double bogey. Watch out for that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's someday. <laughs> and then we're talking. That's about the goal. Prequel, post. That's the goal. Prequel series. Like, it's going to take it back to the 70s when Dan Conroy ran, ran the joint and Charlie's <laughs> just a little kid running around. And uh Yeah. We got all kinds of ideas floating around. Ideas are uh, percolating for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Just let me know. Yeah, we got to we got to do Dick Baxter the College Days. That's a, that's <laughs> oh, a, yeah. that's a uh, mini series uh, in another yeah. right? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. And we yeah. do review pilot TV series though for indie as well. So just letting you know. Oh, cool. we, <laughs> wink, wink. 
Just throw us, just throw us that bone, and we'll review it for you. (laughs) All right, (laughs) everything's coming your way. Okay, for sure. Sounds great. Awesome. All right. So, Alex, where can everybody follow you? Hey, Sam. No, no. no, Thank you guys for having us on the show, man. It really means a lot to us. I know you're trying to do your wrap up, so I just had to. Oh no, thank you in there, man. No, John and Alex. Again, just thank you for watching the movie. Thank you for, you know, we, we love that you guys love it. Thank you for reaching out to us to bring us on the show. It's been a real pleasure talking with you, and I'm glad we got to do this. And I hope, yeah. you know, hope we get to you encourage are, more people to check it out. Y'all are like 90% of our audience. So, I mean, cheers to you. <laughs> Appreciate it. And, and your followers. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, this, this and was Sam, such a fun thank time. you. Yeah, and absolutely, man. You. We'll definitely keep in touch. You don't have to worry about it. You'll know when more things are coming down the line. You don't have to worry about it at all. So, you know. Okay, right. good. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that because seriously, it warms our heart to be able to know that we can do this for y'all. And also, too, we love reviewing indie films and just any films in general. So, just you guys reaching out to us and, you know, we're just a small little YouTube channel and stuff like that ourselves. And just for other people just to reach out to us, it, it matters to us. It shows that we're doing something right within our community. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Know how that feels. feels. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And on that note, we're we're now getting reached out to by uh, some golf courses and some theaters to do a little little road show. So who knows? Maybe Birdies is coming to your town. We'll see. Might be coming to a golf course near you. (laughs) Heck yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Guys, come to Biloxi, Mississippi. I'll be there <laughs> or right. somewhere around that area. I'll definitely be there. Awesome. I know it because of the Matthew Broderick movie. So, sounds great. <laughs> Biloxi Blues. <laughs> right. All right, y'all. All right, Alex. Chatting. Great chatting with you, too. Great job. Um, are, are you about to have me wrap up, John? Is yeah. this? Okay. Yeah. So, you guys could also follow me. <laughs> <laughs> John's just like, come on, Alex. Come on, Alex. We're there. <laughs> come on. Don't edit any of this. I'm not. <laughs> uh, you, you guys can follow me also on YouTube at uh, A Town Reviews. And then you can uh, find me on Twitter or Instagram at A Town Alex3. Um, there's exclusive pictures of me in a crop top that I will be selling soon. Uh, you know, Ooh. get our OnlyFans page started. Going, you know, little, yeah, I, I gotta pay the bills around here. You know, it's <laughs> stressful, but uh, looking forward to chatting up with you guys soon All in the right. future. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll be in touch. Thank you, guys. Definitely. You're welcome. And of course, you guys can go on ahead and find me at Movie Lovers After Dark for our only fan page as well. Wow. <laughs> and uh, you know, you can find me and my boxers with my stomach hanging down, but my keg stomach. That's always nice to see. I'm throwing an extra. To, uh, we'll, we'll send that to Jamie. <laughs> okay. Jamie. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you guys want to go on and follow me underneath Movie Lovers TV Lovers Tonight on Facebook, underneath the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. If you would like to get an audio only podcast or episode of many episodes that we do here at Movie Lovers Tonight, you can get that wherever you guys get your major podcast from. Of course, go over to Good Pods. Good Pods is basically your social networking for people that love listening to podcasts. Or if you're a podcaster yourself, go on ahead, rate individual episodes, tell us what you think about those episodes. Of course, go on ahead if you want to donate to us. All you have to do, go to 
buyusacoffee.com forward slash movie lovers. That's how you can donate five to ten dollars over here. But of course, you know, I understand this pandemic probably put holes in other people's pockets, but just simply smashing that like button, smashing that comment button, smashing that bell on the bottom right hand corner to allow you guys to know when we have something new. Smash that shit up. Smash it up. <laughs> Go on ahead. Tell us what you guys think about movie lovers tonight. Tell us below. Also, too, go on ahead. Follow me underneath uh, TikTok at Movie Lovers Unit Zero. Then, of course, Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter. And then, of course, if you want to reach out to us or you want to be a sponsor or whatever, just go ahead and reach out to me at Movie Lovers Unite at gmail.com. And that's everywhere that you can reach out to us. Thank you so much, guys. Once again, I do appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, for you guys. And that everything money. you do. That's right. <laughs> Smash it. Smash that shit. <laughs> oh, until next time guys it's been real it's been fun and I can't wait to do this again and- appreciate it cheers